So if we record, since we do this one mic, you kind of have to stay up yeah, at the dude, table if you guys don't mind. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks, dude. Nice yeah. hat. Good to see you, man. What's going on? Oh, hey. Oh, yeah. oh, oh a hug between yeah. Reagan and Watkins. Just, like, right. a, uh, I don't know. I felt like doing it another night or two. I was like, I spent so much time like edging it out. I was like, I can't just shave it off like immediately. Yeah. All right. So we're just starting the podcast because the garage door sound is going to go in there now. Uh, hey, I'm Zane. I'm Colin. And this is Indie Crib Podcast, and today we have Reagan and Watkins with us. Reagan and Watkins! They are comprised of Pat Reagan and Jeremiah Watkins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, for, Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, they both. It's um, all been uh, in sync so far. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> is that how the whole thing is going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. So, um, these how, two... How is, <laughs> is the, the podcast, podcast going, going so, so far, far, question mark? We're so starting far. now. Yeah, so far it's weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like how as soon as we closed the garage door and Pat sat down and like, we've been recording for the last ten seconds. You're on a podcast. Get ready, Pat. Technically, we, had, we were recording that whole time. Yeah. Just in case, because I wanted to catch that garage. That's uh, letting you in on the magic, um, how it works. Wow. So wait, you guys, so these two dudes, they're in a comedy music duo, but they also perform, You, Jeremiah, you're a stand-up on your own right, and you're also in The Wave uh-huh. on uh, Rose Battle on Comedy Central. Yeah. And then Jer- with, uh Yeah, with Jamar Neighbors and Willie Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. He rides it into the shore. <laughs> the wave, yeah. And then that's uh, not only my uh, the other half of my duo. He is my PR person. <laughs> yes. he, uh, he knows how to promote my projects very well. I send the emails with like poetic <laughs> descriptions. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah's improvisatory work on stand up in the spot is a marvel. One of the pulsating lights in the city of broken dreams a hustler among men <laughs> a pimp among whores it's a it's a facebook message not even a gmail yeah. <laughs> you get, you get gigs yes yeah, it's, it's all bookings through facebook messenger yeah uh pat you you do Stand up as well i've seen you do stand up as well as just uh solo music mm-hmm. as well as full band Pat Reagan and the Baby Boys. And then you have written or write for Eric Andre Show. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. That's a thing. As well as many other things that this man does. Uh, so th- that's just a little intro to these dudes. I was trying to get that earlier. Yeah, 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 no. I, <clears throat> all right, cool. We went, and, we went ahead and fumbled our way through that introduction. <laughs> That's a great introduction. <laughs> Pat. That's a great introduction. No, I, I, I like that introduction because uh, you, the whole time, were making sure that you weren't lying to us about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and you current, you are, are you did, uh, uh, are, are, are you the right guys? <laughs> you guys look a little a little bit different. Jeremiah has a mustache right now. Pat has a hat on. This is this is 
Yeah. Are you guys Reagan and Watkins, or did you are you did you just respond to the Craigslist ad that we put out for you guys? It's true. It was a misconnection. We were like, uh, you at the Pack Theater playing saxophone and guitar, singing about your stepdad's dick. Us wanting to do a podcast with you, um, and we got, thankfully, we, yeah, we got you. And. <laughs> <laughs> light just <laughs> went off. <laughs> so Reagan and Watkins, man, these dudes—they're—they're they're fucking rad. And you guys, uh, how'd you guys get together? Cause we go. Well, I think the true story is Pat found out that I could play saxophone, right? And you're like, we should write a song together. It just started out like as simple as that. And the first song we wrote was "Sad Puppy," right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it differently. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay, well, take it from <laughs> here. <laughs> the year was 1991. Jeremiah and I were both eight year. Okay, I remember that. Uh, I remember that guitar psychiatrist. We did a guitar. Oh, psychiatry that's right. Sketch. I wrote a, I wrote oh, a sketch. Yeah, I wrote a sketch for uh, for Pat and I because uh, I had loved Pat's comedy and we've been friends for years. And I was like, how can I get Pat in a sketch? And Pat found out that I played guitar whenever he arrived to set for the shooting of that sketch. And I had all the songs ready to go. I was impressed that Jeremiah had, like, the lyric. You know, it's like I've been asked to play songs on sketches a lot before. And pretty much they're just like, just come and either make it up or write something. Yeah. And Jeremiah had a song written, chords to it, vocals. So and then we just put it together. Yeah, and we started. We found out pretty quickly that we could do harmonies together, which we were like, "Oh, this is this is gelling already. <laughs> this is uh, this is working pretty good." And yeah, our buddy Lucas Hurl shot that for us, and uh, our buddy Jeff Amaral was in that sketch. And yeah, that that was the first time I think. Yeah, that was before way actually way before Sad Puppy, uh, that you and I yeah, were like pre SP. Oh yeah, pre SP. They were like, oh, this is this is good. This is like flowing. Yeah, this is like sexual. Yeah, nice. this is like wet. Yeah, you know, people say uh, people say I'm a dry comic, but um, <laughs> 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 I'm pretty wet. Not when Jeremiah's in the room. <laughs> yeah, there, Our comedy there deal is soaking, dude. <laughs> I like that sketch. Yeah, I thought you guys were together. I thought that sketch was made like, oh, we're a thing, and then we, you guys made a sketch. So that's cool to hear that. How that all came yeah, I, uh, I relabeled the sketch to our duo name uh, after it had been out for a little bit. It used to just be labeled Guitar Psychiatrist Online, but now it's Reagan Watkins Guitar Psychiatrist. Yeah, I went back and relabeled it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's called, yeah, it's called <laughs> Medieval Black Gangbang. Oh, really? <laughs> that's Dude, how that's, I found it. That, <laughs> you stumbled upon it and you're like, oh, this isn't usually what I'm yeah. into, but okay, well, okay, the ending never came that I thought was going to, but it was at least a misdirect. Yeah, good. <laughs> I think it's because I, I was going through a Dude City or... You have a thing called Dude City? Uh, Lucas Hurl's uh, production um, company is Banner. Dude City. Like, uh, yeah. So he, uh, all the videos that I do with Lucas Hurl are Dude City. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. I've noticed that because our friend Courtney Molay right. was in one of your videos. That's how I saw, started seeing your videos back in the day. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then I saw a guitar search. I, I didn't know you knew Courtney. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, was it the uh, Assaholics Anonymous? I th- whatever is With there's blood on the beach. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called the booty song. Uh, it's it's really next level writing. So 
Check it out. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we were actually trying to get Courtney to be in Cop Rock, and she sent us that video to be like, I've been in a video before, and then she sent us that. Oh, just nice. shaking her ass a whole bunch. Yeah, that's like, awesome. Okay, you're in Cop dude, Rock I'm, now. I'm, yeah. Dude, I'm glad it has been used as real material. <laughs> that's awesome. I never thought I'd see the day of that. Yeah, high praise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... That's uh, that sort of touches on the beginning of you guys. As Can I describe pair, it in here? What's it? Can I set the scene in here? Please. Okay, so we're in a garage. Yeah. It's right. moist. It's it's wet with dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My loins are are squished, and there's I think right. there's okay. I'm not gonna get right. into it. Below Pat's legs is a caution wet floor sign, <laughs> and there is a green screen. Be against Jeremiah's back. Yeah, there are four. We're four chairs sitting around a circular table. So, but we're all convened around the mat around a magical microphone recording device. There is two blue Challenger boogie boards. I now I'm thinking that this isn't an interesting thing to say. There, there is, there's a hat that says "Old Fart," a trucker hat hanging from a post. A uh, a handkerchief, a Cartman stuffed animal above a uh, above an old radio uh, with two tape decks in it, and uh, it's just one of those one of those cheap, shitty, fucking terrible, disgusting radios that makes me so angry I can't breathe. And then underneath it, there's a craftsman. Uh, there's a craftsman toolbox. Uh, to- Thank you, Jeremiah. <laughs> toolbox. <laughs> And that's only a partial picture. <laughs> that's a beautiful picture painted yeah. by uh, Pat Reagan here in the garage. There's also yeah. some great cardboard cutouts in here, some great movie posters. It feels good to be here. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You spend so much time in this garage, sometimes you forget to look around and appreciate, appreciate the yeah. uh, the little things. I also apologize for being kind of steamy in here. Uh, it's, okay. We're just now getting into the summertime. It was mm-hmm. frigid cold before Pat and I arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so where did, did you guys come out to L.A. together? Not together, obviously, but around the same time, maybe? What's your coming out to L.A. story? I came out here in the summer of 69, summer of 69, uh, July 2009, and yeah, heard of it, (laughs) yeah, and yeah, been out here since. I came out here uh, in a in just my my car, the one that I I currently yeah currently drive ninety eight. That's awesome. Ninety eight Acura CL. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> and, and my brother helped me move out here and my family like like cram packed my car with like everything that I that I owe, uh, that I owned at the time and we my brother was old enough to rent a moving truck and he helped me like literally move get a bed through it Craigslist you have to be like at least 21. Oh, and I moved out of here right at 20. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, you said yeah. that sounds a while ago, so he's yeah. pretty young. So, <clears throat> so, yeah. And he helped me, like, move in, and he literally, he stayed in town for a day, and then he he flew out the next day. And then I, I whenever I dropped him off at the airport, and and I came back to my, my room with, like, a Goodwill cabinet <laughs> and uh, a bed... No, I didn't, I didn't jerk off fast. <laughs> I, I realized... Oh, wow, I'm out here all alone. This is real. Yeah. And so the journey began. 
<laughs> so you me, moved me into well. you you moved out here completely alone, lived in your own place straight from the get. Uh, it was not, no, I was not that wealthy. Yeah, I, no, I had two. <laughs> That's other, what I was getting at. No, I was I, like, how, how privileged is this cat? No, I uh, <laughs> look at my mustache. I'm not very privileged. <laughs> I moved in with a guy named Colin and a guy named Swapnell. That was that Ooh. was my roommate. For How'd you quite find a while. those dudes? It was Craigslist. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I looked at some shady places before I found this place that was reasonably less shady. Man. But, sucks. like, my rent was, whenever I moved in there, it was... For LA, this is pretty good, actually. It was $600 a month, all utilities included. Oh, uh-huh. that's pretty good. And a parking spot behind a gate. That's all, yeah. A parking spot is, like, the number one. Oh, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, I lived it's a pretty huge, cheap. It was a huge parking spot. <laughs> it wasn't huge. It was for a compact car, Pat. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Luckily, you've been driving a compact car for quite a while. Yeah, it's a two door coupe, but it's bigger than a lot of the new four doors that are out now. Yeah. Yeah, they used to make them bigger. <laughs> the parking spots are only getting smaller. Hanging with Mr. Coop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or something. Me, meanwhile. Mr. Cooper? <laughs> Did you know he comes and does stand-up at the comedy store sometimes? He does it at the Laugh Factory, too. Oh, Mark Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen him? Speaking of Curry, my old roommate, Swapnell, he used to cook Indian food all the time. Back to you, Pat. <laughs> I had a roommate from Bangladesh uh, that would, uh, he would pay people to play tennis with him, pay the USC tennis team to play tennis with them, and he would, he sold, he was part of an energy drink Ponzi scheme, and so he had, he, first of all, he lived, he roomed with Adam Allgood, and he had, he had like, uh, he had Lamborghini posters and like chick posters in in, in the thing, and then and then the corner of his room, he because he never sold any energy drinks, he just stacked them all, and so he just, so, I mean, he just drank them all. So he just had stacks of energy of energy drink boxes to the ceiling in the corner of his room, and he stayed up all night making food and like trying to make new foods. No, trying to get girls. <coughs> oh, okay. He was trying With to like, get chicks. He was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, he's like, let's go out, let's get chicks. <laughs> like all the time <laughs> where are you guys going let's go get chicks <laughs> you didn't room with them though that was Adam Allgood's guy uh yeah it was in the it was in the same roommate oh you guys all lived together yeah yeah it was like a f- four or five people wait did you guys used to make sketches together too uh yeah I think I've seen those as well I get, do you get anxious? You don't get anxious when when somebody whips a phone Jeremiah out. has been uh, Snapchatting this. <laughs> uh, I've been trying, but the first two ones uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't work out, so then Pat got self-conscious before I could capture <laughs> the natural well, energy. Whenever I, yeah, whenever whenever there's, whenever, whenever there's, a, whenever phone. there's a phone, especially in, in, like, not on stage, but, like, yeah, off yeah. stage, whenever somebody pulls out a phone, I don't, I, I feel like an actor, like, I don't know how to act like a human. I sometimes feel like a dick when I know this is recording and I'm talking. Like, earlier, we were having a conversation, and I knew it was recording you didn't know it was recording probably mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i felt like a dick with the way i was talking i was like oh i probably sound like a dick right now yeah and then i couldn't listen to what was being said i fucking hate it you get it we get it mm-hmm. it's awkward man i do my best to uh <clears throat> to ignore the camera when it comes out and it looks very forced like feel- forced casual vibe just like elbow on the table <laughs> thumb, thumb under the chin. Is he taking a headshot while he's doing an interview? <laughs> no, I'm just, right uh, I'm just oh. being chill, Jeremiah. Oh, I'm on the table, a little cutout hole for my balls yeah. so I can breathe. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
<laughs> it would have like a Velcro. It's called the ball sack or something. Oh, okay. Mm. To just release your balls? Sorry. Yeah, like a little Velcro <laughs> thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you need it in the underwear too. It'd, it'd be a combo. <laughs> That's a good point. It's then you're modifying like... all your pants and all your underwear would take all night long. Or it's just like, you know, the weekend pair. Hey, what's the tone of this podcast? What's but, the style? We, what we, is it? I don't know. We kind of been filling out for guest to guest because it's like called IndieCred, and you got IndieCred, right? You made videos with your buddies like back in the day before anyone was like asking you to make videos. You make you make videos for Comedy Central right now, right? On the Snapchat. Yeah, that's rad. That's the thing. But so we just want you guys to tell us about shit that you do and like how you do it and how you got into doing it. Uh, and we usually just uh, Ever he's being recorded again on Instagram. <laughs> But so it's like interesting for me to be like, okay, so you moved out here and now to me, you're like a successful ass dude. And it's just interesting for me to find out how all those successes came about because they came about from hard work. Like you're a super hardworking dude, both of you guys. So we just like the, the, the podcast is like, how the fuck did yeah. you do it? It's a, it's an educational tone. Okay. Um, but I know it's weird to just now start talking about that. <laughs> Because usually yeah, we just like find out about the guests and then kind of get into it, mm-hmm. you know, or riff, you know, whatever. Like yep. we had Megan Rice on last week, and uh, <laughs> we were just, <laughs> it, it turned it, into just hey, it, we're best friends, let's talk yeah, for fried. an hour. Yeah, but you know, you know how it goes. But yeah, that's so kind of the guys, idea. Yeah, but no, did you bad. guys move out specific to LA specifically to do comedy? Yeah, I did, Pat. I moved out to do porno. Okay. Specifically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when porno didn't work out, uh, got into comedy? <laughs> no, then I got into, uh, I had the fantasy of being uh, a cabana boy? Evil being a, <laughs> no, just being like a Venice beach bum. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and I went there, and it, was, it wasn't like how I pictured it. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> Your ambition was originally to be a... Uh, a street person. A porno star. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. But your second, your backup plan to that was to be homeless. A Venice. Yeah. On the Venice boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, and then I went there. Mm. And then I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I looked around. And uh, I looked around and uh, I, I don't know, it, it smelled like... Shit. Yeah, like crap and shit and like doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not into it. <laughs> I would have been not into it either. You know? <laughs> and you're like, this isn't for me. <laughs> so then you went to the comedy store, or like, <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, I came out to go to film school. And oh, I actually didn't know that about you. Yeah, and then what, was it LA Film School or was it in mm-hmm. New York? Uh, film Academy. It was the USC Film School. Uh, oh, that's School right. of Cinematic Arts. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. The screenwriting I forget, department. I always forget that you went to USC. Yeah, the screenwriting department. Who I, we were just talking about, uh, David. I think uh, I don't know. Is it, I don't know if this is true or not. But I, and if it's not, it's kind of a horrible, pointless <laughs> fact to bring up. But David Lynch's w- uh, wife was in the USC screenwriting department and committed suicide. Wait, what? And then like, wait, I had like I had an while old... she was a student. Uh yeah, and I had this old I had this old teacher who was the uh, who was the head of the WGA the Writers Guild, mm-hmm. uh, WGA West, and um, and uh, it w- going to that class was like going to a nursing home to see your dying grandfather. Oh uh, yeah. Ugh. And uh, 
and and it was held in the basement and it was kind of steamy like this and people and, <laughs> and people and uh and and everyone was just every like it was literally like like a group of kids like texting while while an while a 70 year old man talked to one person at a time talked to one person at a time and the class lasted for four hours oh, man. <laughs> oh. that sounds awful <laughs> did you do did you do a whole semester I'm dying. Did you do a whole semester of that? Um, yeah. Man. And everyone's, and the funny thing is, is because everyone's script was so, so awful. Like, yeah. Like, everyone's, everyone's, I mean, I don't know, did you read anybody's, laughably bad. Did you read anybody's we script, We read all, though? each other's works all the time. But did you read anybody's script, though, that you're like, oh, this is actually, this show's promise. Oh, yeah. Or was yeah. it just your own? There were two kids, uh, there were two kids, there were two kids who are now, who wrote for MacGyver on CBS, just yeah. now and shit. Run, yeah. yeah, and this one, one guy is a, is a speech writer for Eric Garcetti, and, oh, no like, they were writing, like, West Wing-style scripts that was, like, this is, like, ready for, like, USA, or, wow. like... They were like re- they they were right. they were they were really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, mostly it's like it's like night. It's basically like it's picking a bunch of spoiled eighteen-year-old kids. Yeah. Man. <laughs> who like might show promise, it's, but it's hard to even tell promise in a in a in a writing submission. But maybe there was a lot of talented people. I don't know. I was look. I I thought it was going to be like going to like going to like art school or going to like where people dressed like Zane with uh with a blue with a cool blue faded uh uh uh, uh flannel, flannel <laughs> with a button on with a cool button on it like a self-made or found or yeah. not made okay it, or urban outfitters yeah. bought or whatever but and then like a blank t-shirt underneath it and then like a gray beanie and like some <laughs> facial hair and some fangy type teeth like a, like a couple that are indifferent sort of like yeah like uh parts of the gum and uh but it wasn't like that at all i was everyone like loved like fucking like i don't know i i because i loved me i loved old movies and like old movies like from the 40s and stuff and everyone loved uh everyone loved jurassic park and stuff and so i was like i was like oh that's classic movies to everybody and then and then and then the movie because it's in LA, the the influence the uh, it's it's the uh, impetus was less on art for the students, and it was more like it was more like oh they're trying they're trying I I didn't think we were gonna try to make like Michael Bay movies or right. something. Yeah, I didn't think like we were marketable screenwriting. These like yeah. or, or like an eighteen year old kid trying to write like an Oscar worthy like yeah, yeah. movie about fucking uh about like that's like the reader uh-huh. with Kate Winslet or like that but it's about but it's about Amelda but it's about the Marcos family of the Philippines Amelda Marcos and like the leaders of the Philippines and like oh. it was just like I watched that series Marcos on Netflix is it about the Philippines? No, it was a bad joke. Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get any laughs, and I was like, "All right, nobody's going there with me." I All thought right. I was going to continue, and then I. No, that was that. it. That was I thought it was like, <laughs> "Hey, now, Pat, uh, getting back to you and your scripts. Did you like your scripts? Did you did you find them like? Did other people find them good, or were you one of the kids that people were like, "Oh, this is just a spoiled." Uh, Brad well, yes. is just going there that like he could or could not show promise who knows yet you, well I slept through all my classes I'd have a 3pm class and Dude, I'd sleep through nice. it 3pm <laughs> I'd, I'd miss 3pm classes wow were you doing any kind of like live performance during that uh yeah 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 okay. what, what, what were you doing yeah I was doing I was taking UCB classes I was going to UC I discovered UCB uh, when I was, uh, I think a sophomore at college, I worked, I worked the door at the smell. I was in a mute. Okay. okay. I, or, uh, I, I, just, I went to, I started going to UCB 
pretty much twice a week. I'd go to I'd go, I'd go to I went to ASCAT on the Sunday show, mm-hmm. which was free. Which you'd like wait outside. You'd like line up like, like outside like an hour early, early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and you start. It started to get to like where it got so popular, and now it's like you know insanely popular. But uh, but when, when I'm when I started going there, it was it was like two thousand. It was probably two thousand uh, two thousand seven, yeah. and so it was still it was kind of, it was kind of early. Um, it, it, at, for the the theater had just moved from New York. Yeah, that was like right around then. And so it was like <clears> fucking. <throat> it was like it was like I saw. I mean, I saw I saw Aziz and Zari doing the the Randy character oh, from that's awesome. like uh, from uh, funny people. Funny people. I mean, just like all this. Sh- so I'd go like twice a week and I'd watch the Facebook show, which I loved. I mean, I loved pe- I loved uh, the fa- the this uh, this uh, this uh, and then this uh, group called. Um, uh, 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 we'll ask whatever, uh, but yeah, I mean, just it was all, trying to think of an improv group. The name? scripts, okay, the scripts. Yeah, no, I wrote no, a script I, called "Kind of Like the Time I Overthrew That Dictator." No, I was interested in that is, stuff too, though. So yeah, was, was it? Go ahead. What you moved out here and you knew about you went you started going immediately to school and then you knew about or then you found out about UCB and you were doing that simultaneously while going to school and playing in a band. Uh yeah, right. But uh. You uh, well, I found like UCB. I think started like I don't know what I don't know how I how I ended up there. Yeah. We start, but start, and then then so then I was like I was I completely failed at breaking into that scene. I like dreamed I was like after I graduate I'm gonna move right by I'm gonna move to his club within walking distance mm-hmm. of the theater and I'm gonna get in and I interned there. I interned uh, I interned on I like I mean just just I interned at the at the Franklin Theater. I interned on this movie uh, this. This Matt Matt Besser movie, The Freak Dance, The Forbidden Dirty Boogaloo. Yeah. And I uh, and I never made a single friend. Never never <laughs> never met yeah. anyone. Never talked to anyone. I took all the classes. I took the sketch class. I took the sketch class with uh with uh Neil Campbell, and then one day one day Paul Rust came in and di- and taught the class. Um and uh, yeah, I used to see them. I used to see them do crazy shit. I used to see uh like uh like uh man. Uh, yeah, they do. They just do a lot of like spitting and like uh, they like they like spit up and like just fall down and just like 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 leave a tr- like I, I don't know. They just do they do Ridiculous. weird long sketches. Pat and I actually had pretty similar stories to whenever we got here because the well, the first thing I did whenever I I got here I knew that I was gonna be taking classes at Second City out uh-huh. here in Los Angeles. So I did almost the exact same that you did. At UCB at Second City. I signed up for class there. I started going there. They had this thing where if you're a student, you could see any show for a dollar. Yeah, I they had, still have that actually. Yeah, yeah, saw that. Yeah. So I would see so many shows there. I'd see multiple shows there a night because I had no friends. I knew nobody in Los Angeles, yeah. and I would just like I just became like a geek with it and just totally nerded out and and got to see just some of the best Chicago improvisers who used to be main stage improvisers in Chicago. Now they came out to LA to pursue acting and stuff like that. And they were all the teachers there. So I got taught by some really amazing improvisers. Like I would go back and watch like the second city main stage reviews and ETC and stuff like that. And these guys were like in the same classes that like Stephen Colbert and Steve Mm -hmm. Carell and Tina Fey. And, and like it was pretty fascinating to watch like uh one of my teachers holly wartell was she was like in the same 
cast uh, as Chris Farley in, in the Chicago main stage. Yeah, so yeah. she had like all wow. these amazing Chris Farley stories. And I was just like... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, it was, I was like, so close yet so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I interned at Second City for years and I used to do their tech. I used to run the lights and the okay. sound. So whenever I was at Second City... I wasn't. Uh, I I saw the some of the best shows that I've ever seen in my life, and still to this day, some of the worst shows I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Uh, because you know, you see, you're watching like these professional improvisers who's been doing it for like up, upwards of 20, 30 years. At sometimes, mm-hmm. and then you're watching students who can be, you know, just absolutely atrocious who are doing it for all the wrong reasons. They're like, I'm gonna get, you know. I, I need this for my resume for yeah. acting credits. Yeah. And I'm gonna be great. My manager said I should try improv. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot there. Manager yeah, didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I got to um, one 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 memory is pretty special, uh, and this is like it became more special obviously after his career got bigger and bigger. But it was special because he was is such a phenomenal performer. I used to watch Keegan Michael Key at Second City all yeah. the time, and he. This was like whenever he, he literally was like hosting an Animal Planet show, like a, with animals. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like a Bob Saget kind of America's Funniest Home Videos kind of thing I've with never animals. Seen that. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, this was like way before Key and Peele, and I had to run lights for his improv group called the Three One Three. They're all Detroit based improvisers who mm-hmm. now are out here in LA and they still do shows every once in a while like for special occasions and it's amazing it's like Josh Funk and uh, Jamie Moyer and and uh, Andy Cobb Jackson <laughs> there's a handful of other people it's great um, <laughs> but so I talked to Keegan before Key and Peele and he's like yeah you know um, I have a buddy who uh, you know we're pitching the show to Comedy Central we, we don't know if it's gonna you know happen or not but we're pretty excited about it and it's it's kind of like Chappelle's show uh it's kind of like a new take like on, on sketch uh with me and my buddy Jordan and then I you know mm, as yeah. that progresses it was just very weird to like see him just like you know just like a dude just like yeah. trying to get by with random gigs like Animal Planet yeah and then and but he's always been like so incredibly nice and down to earth that he's one of those people that as soon as that he his career really started taking off. Everybody is so happy for him. Yeah, that's cool. that's yeah. Awesome. he seems he seems cool. Also, he's a precise performer. He's very precise, and and he's very uh, his physicality is really really interesting. The way he, yeah, just the way he improvises, the way he acts, it's really cool to watch. I've never seen him do improv. I would love to. He's <clears throat> he's great, man. Well, yeah. did you like? Did you guys see the Mike Birbiglia movie? Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. I Don't saw it from Netflix. Don't think yeah. twice. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it. Now. Somebody was. He's saying, really great in that. What's your take? What's I've that? heard it's a love letter to improv, and then I've heard it's a fuck you to improv. It's so both. the first time I watched it, I actually hated it because I felt too close like I, when I watched uh, Birbiglia's first movie Sleepwalk with me uh-huh. I had already been kind of out of the stand up scene for like at least like a year or two and so I was like okay like kind of whatever but then I'd been doing improv for so long that when I saw it I was like this is like too 
It was like too real cut in a lot of ways. Yeah, it cut a little too close to the bone for me. But then I watched it again, and obviously I'm like, yeah, yeah this is good. I didn't watch it. Because all that shit's true. That's why I didn't like it. Oh, yeah. The first yeah. time I watched it, I was like, it was like a horror movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was literally cringing. I watched it in the theater. I was cringing. And I kept twisting in my seat, and it w- I was so anxious throughout the entire movie <laughs> because I was I, I could relate to it so hard, oh, and I and I've been through all those programs, and mm-hmm. I every character, every character that they have in that oh, movie somebody you is somebody met that you class. have met along yeah. the way. Yeah, absolutely. Or that you still know personally, like, <laughs> and hopefully they got better. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like the one of the most real like raw moments is when uh towards the end of the movie uh spoiler if you haven't seen it one of his (laughs) friends uh who is well off she gets the show as a writer Mm -hmm. and he blatantly he's just like you don't even need this you have money like kind of like that yeah and i just know so many comics with that attitude where they're like that guy is getting all this stuff and he doesn't even need it. He has like family money or whatever. And it's just like, dang, this is like too raw yeah. and honest. But uh, I'm not looking forward to watching it really now. No, <laughs> no, you have to watch I'm gonna it. Watch, it's really I'm going to watch good. it tonight, yeah. honestly. Oh, it's, it's great. Maybe I'm cry, dude. One. I'm gonna check on Nika because she's. Sick. I saw it on the. I saw it with the in a screening with uh like the screening where they did Q and A with oh, Biglia. Oh, that's great. And, that's great. Yeah. I loved, dude. I loved Berbiglia had like a a relevatory uh, stand up watching moment. I had a relevatory stand up watching moment watching him watching him do the Largo. He did a, he did I think Sleepwalk with me at Largo. Okay. And I think because what I loved like what was amazing about it was it was like a real it was like it was a one man show. So it yeah. was like but he's also comes from stand up. So yeah. he can bring the the like the like the like stand up common to the one man show and it just had like a story it had an ending. Mm-hmm. It was like so satisfying that I had never I had never it was like it blew my Have you seen his new Netflix special? The uh, Thank God for Jokes. Jokes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I love about his his work because it is it's stand up, it's storytelling, it's like all the things. But the fact that all of his specials have a beginning, middle, and end, but he like he weaves them in like through jokes and stuff. It's really really impressive. He's been one of my like idols probably since uh, like Secret. Public Diary, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in those old days, and those early albums that he did are great. Yeah, yeah. But then I don't know. I get worried. I get anxious because there's not not enough. Or I only. I sometimes I envi- I don't see performing forever because uh-huh. I think I. It's like you can only do yourself. You can do yourself so many times. I guess Carlin found a way to make, to make. 20 specials. Yeah. But like, uh, like, but like he what also I see did was... a lot of topical stuff though. Mm-hmm. And so it, I I think that's that's different than guys like. So he's almost like John Oliver. Right, where, yeah, where you can do that job for way longer. That has a much longer shelf life than maybe if you're a different kind of comic. But there's also comics like Chris Rock who keeps finding ways to, you know, show himself. I don't know. I I think you could you could do it for as long as you want, but it, it everybody has kind of their own path with that. You have to figure out, like, you know, there's guys like Steve Martin who's like, he tapped out, he's like, I can't go anymore with this this character that I'm doing with this mm-hmm. stand-up. It's reached its peak, and I'm going to bow out now so I don't, you know, come down from, like, the huge peak that I'm at. How do you feel a couple hours after a show when you're sitting alone? Or with Maya? Well, that's not, not too close to the phone, but how do you feel, how do you feel when you, if you're just, like, out on, on the road, sitting alone in the hotel? 
after after a show. How it, how do I feel? Can, do you, yeah, can you go to bed? I usually can't go to bed. No. I yeah. usually I usually am am really wired. Me too. Like I was in Vegas last week and I wanted to go to bed even because I was like I gotta wake up early to get some writing done and stuff. I couldn't go to sleep until at least two or three in the morning. At the like very bare minimum. And that's bare minimum. That's yeah. bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like me being like good and me being like no, you can like chill out and start like the process of coming down and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like what? Are you looking for something more? No, I'm not looking for something no, like that, like that. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. Then no, that's definitely the feeling that I have. It's just like very adrenaline bound. Even adrenaline, and then you're and then you're but, off in like an isolated place. But it's, it's weird. It's, it's it's yeah. Yeah. But also, if I have a a really bad set, I can usually I'm depressed enough where I can fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, let, let this night end. <laughs> I just feel like that thing about Steve, that Steve Martin, when you're set, it's just the 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 thing that struck me about him quitting was, well, I guess he didn't like people yelling at his jokes, but at the same time, I think it's probably you go out, and then you go into silence, yeah, yeah, that it's just well, you're so well, it's up. a weird. There's thing. so I much mean, energy why, going into you. Well, that's why at like midnight or one in the morning. Uh, the sidewalk outside of any comedy theater is like the most hopping place because everyone's just refusing to yeah, leave. Yeah, don't want to go Because home. it's like, oh no, man, I just like, I just got to stand on the sidewalk outside the door for another hour and a half. That's like all I need, I swear. If I could just do bits to all my friends who are here right now, like just keep that wave riding, you know? I mean, that's, you know, the comedy store in a nutshell. Yeah. That's, it's, it's all of yeah. them. It's like, yeah. I was trying to think it's of great, a shell though. joke. <laughs> yeah. Go to shell. <laughs> Go to shell. That's that's the spot. Are you sticking with that? So. Oh, sorry. After <laughs> film, <laughs> did, when did you get into doing like solo comedy, Pat? Um, I I uh, took a I took a class, and we had a graduation show, a four week stand up class. Uh, where you where you put together five minutes? Where was this at? Uh, it was at like just held in like uh, I don't even know how I found out about it. It was yeah. uh, it was uh, Leslie Wolf stand up class, and oh. it was four weeks, and we put together five minutes, and then uh, we did it, and I did it. I I'd been wanting to do it, but it was yeah. just an ex- it, it's like the class for like made me get together five minutes. Yeah, and, yeah, and then so I did it, and. Uh, and it was fun. It was good. I felt like a comedian. Yeah. And uh, I had, had weird, dark, immature jokes, kind of like I still do. <laughs> and then, and then I did. Yeah. And so I did it and went well. And then I and I did stand up for like probably like two or three months at open mics, like the you know like the spot, Culver City, uh, Bruco, yeah, uh, Silver Lake Lounge. Well, this this is what I like about my mine and Pat's uh, your, story. Your paths. Our, our paths. Is I knew Pat when he was in those stages of his comedy, when he would just go up and tell like kind of like he said like dark, like kind of one-linery type comedy, and no guitar or anything. It was just straight up jokes, and it was it was pretty amazing whenever Pat brought the guitar into his act, because before that Pat like it was just like kind of like another. LA open micers was like oh yeah I've seen that guy whatever when he brought the guitar in people started saying like have you seen this guy Pat Reagan mm-hmm. he he, ha- he he they they preface it with like 
He has a guitar. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's not like a guitar comic. He's like he's just like a funny musician who has like good jokes, which is like is why Pat has like set himself apart from a lot of other yeah. acts within LA. Is he's not like considered like a hacky guitar comic that like got that bad label like in the 90s and kind of like early 2000s of like what what happened with that is pat has like funny songs and funny lyrics and jokes within the songs rather than relying on just like the song and the applause that's going to come at the end of the 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 song yeah yeah i remember this is probably very passionate about that kind of stuff oh yeah yeah i love your shit the reason i was trying to figure it out is because i when i moved out here you were already with the guitar because the first time sure. I saw you was at the uh, Hollywood Hotel, and there was technical difficulties, and you couldn't play shit. And the whole time you were just trying to get your guitar to work, and it wouldn't. And I thought that was the bit. And it actually was hilarious. <laughs> and then the next day I saw you at the Silver Lake Lounge, and then you did songs. I was like, okay, so that wasn't a bit. But anyways, I saw your songs. It was great. But yeah, so I was like, where did that track, how did that get to that? When did you come out here, Sam? 2012 or 13. Okay. 2013. Yeah. All right. You guys have been making stuff nonstop. It's cool. Yeah. It's been uh, cool to watch. Thanks, man. Well, yeah. Like I, I, first place I ever saw you was Bomb Shelter, like 2010 or 11. It was probably like the first, somewhere within my first like five open mics I did in LA. I saw you performing, and I remember you did Gun in My Backpack, and I was like, oh fuck, like people are funny out here i better get better at this shit (laughs) it's just funny because i remember that specifically it was like you and a couple other uh comics that were um the the ones that i was like okay i should probably be working harder and then eventually i decided just to quit stand up entirely (laughs) dude patty reagan pushed people out of the game (laughs) i like to hear man that's my boy patty reagan right now it is kind of interesting to like be in Oklahoma where I was and see like what you think the comedy scene is in LA, and then so you're like, oh, I could do, I could do something, and then you move out there and then you see like what it really is, sure. and like the people that don't get any like credit yet, but that are fucking amazing. Yeah. it's just it's pretty fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, you took me to those open mics that I saw you at, mm-hmm. yeah. and when I saw you for the first time, you were already like an amazing stand up like. You guys hadn't, I hadn't seen you guys doing music yet, but you were just doing crazy awesome stand-up and, like, physical stuff. Oh, thanks, dude. Thinking Santa Monica or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Westside? Oh, Westside Comedy Theater Santa Monica. I love watching Jeremiah. Jeremiah's like a quadruple or, like, a quintuple threat. (laughs) It's like a mate. It's like, it's like, it's like crowd work, physicality, jokes, act outs, characters, uh, musicality, uh, fucking... Uh, just an overall, I guess, goofiness. I don't know. It's fucking. Uh... <laughs> I took the down train. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I know that's very cool. You'd say goofiness is so, uh, almost an intangible. Like it's one of those if you have it or you don't. So it's awesome. I feel lucky that to get to work with yeah. Jeremiah and that we click. It's, no, that's, that's a fucking power duo. It's awesome. It's fun. Wait, I. Uh... It's funny, Pat and I balance each other. It's I've had multiple people tell me though, like they're like, I don't, I don't know how you and Pat get along. Like, yeah, we had like multiple people that were like, they're like, I don't get how it works, but it just, it really does. We're very <laughs> different people. But yeah, we're very, we're very different people. But uh, 
I think Pat and I still similar. Uh, yeah. We're very similar, but yeah, we're very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, Pat definitely brings out my my dark <laughs> <laughs> sense of humor for sure. Um, but also, like I, I think in a lot of whenever we're like kind of butting heads creatively, when which we don't really butt heads, we uh, it's like more complimenting each other creatively. Is um, I'm always like. I'm like I'm so like about like punchlines like in songs and stuff like that and 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 Pat's more uh, like a little bit more like yo like we can still get off like the joke within the parameters of this but we got to make sure that the musicality is top notch yeah. too so it's like this nice blend of like yeah but this thing and he's like yeah hold off we'll we'll get there with yeah. that like we just gotta like feel it out like for the overall picture hopefully for like a song structure yeah like an out it's like yeah. outlining yeah totally yeah. yeah that's amazing to hear i like hearing that stuff because that's kind of like where chris is and for for us is like he knows like yeah but the song's gotta be good too and so i can't always get my jokes in that because he wants it to be you know well, it's gotta be a good song too or else oh I'm yeah not doing yeah. It, you know? yeah how do you guys write songs chris plays guitar and you start singing yeah well in the beginning i already had a bunch written uh, that like when we got together it was like well let's just make these into songs and then now that we've been out here doing those shitty songs for so long we had to write new ones and I just like he'll have stuff that's like he's been working on and I'll just throw at it until he, and then he'll mold around what I'm throwing at it until it's a song basically so Chris rapping shit into a package <laughs> yeah how often do you guys like get together and write do you have like a any sort of structure to that process at all or yeah we set rehearsals usually yeah. once at least once a week usually yeah. once a week rehearsal and yeah. then and it's pretty much all afternoon yeah whenever we decide to write together or rehearse it's like it's we try to do a combination where it's like we write for like a couple hours but then we'll rehearse either the new stuff that we just wrote or the stuff that we maybe have a show for later that night and then mm-hmm. just like keep refining keep refining until it's, it's perfect and we like just restart we just started recording for our first album we, we recorded the first four tracks so we're like That's making awesome. baby steps five if you if yeah if you count that I'm yeah like, yeah yeah five <laughs> out of like 18 yeah five out of oh we, so you guys are doing full we're gonna full do length album. oh yeah we're gonna do That's full, awesome. Length, That's awesome. full length with like probably five or six audio sketches in between like yeah. old school cool uh, musical comedy how uh, how, are, how are you guys recording it what's the process there <laughs> uh, we go to uh, the, who I recorded the Bay Boys with, uh-huh. uh, Miguel, this uh, this uh, drummer. He's a, he's a he's a he's a drummer and uh, engineer and producer uh, uh, from like he plays with uh, he plays with punk bands. Uh, he's been playing with punk bands for a long time, and he goes like to Europe and stuff. And I forget he was just in Brazil for a month. Yeah, yeah. So he like he tours. Uh, he tours. He like. Uh, Fuck, I'm trying. I'm, I can't. Okay, but anyway, he, uh, he, he, he and he gets he he gets a great he gets a great sound in his garage, and so and he's he's uh, Joel's old friend. Joel calls it uh, Miguel calls Joel, who's the drummer of the Baby Boys, mm-hmm. drummer who plays with us in the Kill Tony band uh, every week, and uh, and uh, he, uh, Miguel calls Joel Dismal. <laughs> That's his nickname. Dismal. Yeah. It's Dismal not a description of his of his drumming. D I Z M A L M A L. So Joel's got like a, Joel's got like a Cypress Hill posse nickname. Sick. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. That's I, cool. That's awesome. I love the sound of the first album or the Baby Boys stuff, so I'm really excited to hear the new stuff. Yeah. Are you guys gonna do like a vinyl or anything weird like that or not even thinking about it yet? 
Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we'll see how high the demand is. It seems for like a lot of effort. That seems like a lot yeah. of effort. We probably for won't do something. a vinyl for the first one unless, you know, we just go platinum. And then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like, people are like, you want the vinyl too? Like, yes. Okay. If you guys go platinum handing out burnt CDs at the Silver Lake Lounge, yeah, yeah. I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Yeah. That's the coolest shit in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think you guys will put out a vinyl. That's like, but that's like your, that's like. Where do you? Well, I'm gonna yeah. put your CD out to vinyl. That's my plan. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm get a copy of the CD and then I'll take that and I'll just have it pressed under. I'm vinyl. gonna bootleg them on cassettes. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. We're gonna be moving no, so much. No, for real, if you do want to do a string of them on cassette, I'll make them in the garage. I got the, yeah? the duplicators and I got all the cases and shit. That'd be fun. Mm. That'd be fun. Oh, I forgot to say that behind behind oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. there are two small old television monitors. And a uh, a series of tapes, a guitar, a mannequin, um, a almost uh, a military uh, uh, like a, a, a what's that camouflage uh, bean bag chair baseball glove chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, a, I uh, see it now. A barber. It's camouflage. It's camouflage. Another bed. There's a bed, yeah. Um, and a guitar, and then uh, some lyrics and shit. Okay. Some like a wrestling poster is pretty dope. Yeah, it's a Target buy if you're in the market. It's like five bucks. Really? What if that sounded yeah. on the podcast? Because I was like, I kept turning and facing away, so it's like. <laughs> I actually something, almost something. pointed it out, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna let it go. It'll be fine. Well, fuck. Uh, so we're at 55 minutes, and we usually do an hour. And I know Jeremiah's got to be out of here at 8:30. So I don't know. I forgot to tell you guys. I was like, oh, maybe we should have him do a song at the end of the thing, and I forgot to tell you to bring stuff. So I don't think you guys have anything on you to play a song. Well, Jeremiah, where are you from? <laughs> uh, I'm from Kansas. Kansas? I plug my nose Only for a moment that the moment's gone All this steam Passes through my ass of curiosity Farts in the wind. All I smell are farts in the wind. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> farts in the wind by Reagan and Watkins. Thanks for coming out, guys. Do you have anything you want to plug real quick while we got you? Check us out weekly on Kill Tony on the Death Squad Podcast Network. Uh, I'm at Jeremiah Standup on social media. At Patty Reagan. Yeah. And and if you want to check out, I, I got a new uh, new web series I'm a part of, Business Doing Pleasure, oh, nice. on at fullscreen.com. Cool. Ooh. Yeah. You always got something new. That's out right now. That's cool. That's out right now. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, my Instagram is gregsdad99. Yeah. I'm just Jeremiah Standup on all social media. Oh, and go to reaganandwatkins.com for sketches, videos, and more. <laughs> Much more. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, Indie Crab, man. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. And I say-